you know the value of these services, right? Absolutely. And it's like, like you look at it like your car. You don't service your car when it's broken down. You service it prior and schedule that in so that your car doesn't break down. So surely your body and your mind and your spirit are more important than that because you can buy a new car. You can't buy a new you. I absolutely love that. And for the listeners who follow along in my episodes, you will know that I recently did do an episode and it was centered around your car, your life vehicle and your body being that life vehicle. And so for Katie to even bring that theory into place just goes to show how realistically how important it is for this self-care and to understand the value that this brings. It's not a luxury element. to life-changing evolution the podcast where we explore mindset nutrition fitness personal growth and building a fulfilling lifestyle i'm monique Howe, your host a successful coach who has transformed the lives of hundreds of everyday people just like you empowering them to reach their full potential by evolving mentally physically and emotionally about helping people succeed and want to empower others to transform their mindset, perspectives, and achieve balance in their lives. If you're ready to elevate your mindset and health, you're in the right place. Consider this podcast your go-to resource for navigating life's ups and downs. Every episode will provide you with valuable education, resources, and actionable steps to unlock your full potential. Because when our cup is full, we live, do, and give better. And ultimately, we live a more fulfilling life. And that's what this life is for. I invite you to be a part of the life-changing evolution by subscribing to this podcast, ensuring you never miss an episode. Let's dive in. Welcome to a new week and a new episode on the Life-Changing Evolution podcast. Now, this week is a very exciting week because I am so lucky and grateful to be able to welcome our first guest onto the Life-Changing Evolution podcast to help you in understanding another perspective when it comes to self-care, caring for your body, caring for your mindset, and prioritizing your well-being. Because of course, it's nice to hear from me, my perspectives, my education, and my support around this topic, but to have another professional in influence is really going to help you see different perspectives and understandings. And today I am so grateful to be able to welcome onto this episode, Katie. Now to give you a little bit of a rundown, Katie is a busy mum of four and she is also the owner and operator of City Cave Hope Island. Essentially, this is the hub for all self-care, recovery and wellness. And I absolutely love the facility that they have been able to create and the environment that they provide. For me though, talking to Katie and getting Katie's perspective is not just about her facility and what that provides, but also understanding her personal perspective as she is also a massage therapist. And as I said, she is a busy mum, not just with four children, but also having to run a business and having to sustain the crazy hustle and bustle of life. So I'm very excited to be able to introduce Katie to the podcast and share with you a little bit of an insight on her 
her perspectives and a little bit more on the facility and how you could utilize this knowledge, background and exposure to help you in prioritizing your self-care, which we have covered in many of the episodes prior. All right. So welcome, Katie. Let's dive into it today. So first question, can you share your personal journey and how it led to you establishing City Cave Hope Island and the focus that you have on self-care? Well, hello, I'm so excited to be here and to welcome all of your current and future clients to City Cave Hope Island. Well, I'm a 37-year-old mother of four and I started my career in wellness by becoming a massage therapist when my kids were young. I wanted to get out of the rat race and not be restricted by my work hours or location so I could be there for the important moments of my young family. I absolutely love that. And look, that is essentially the goal that we all want to achieve and have in life. But, you know, sometimes we can get so caught up in the hustle and bustle of life and it can be quite challenging to navigate everything. So how do you find balancing a busy career, being a mum of four, running a wellness center? This must be really demanding on you. How do you prioritize your self-care in your own life? Well, I feel like no one will prioritize you if you don't. It needs to be a non-negotiable. That way you will find time and not settle for excuses. If you take one day each month to prioritize you or your self-care, that's only 12 days a year just for you. Surely you're worth more than 12 days. I absolutely love that. I definitely agree with you on that one. And yes, we often do get so caught up within this busy schedule and and it really doesn't seem like much when it comes down to just one day a month. How do you prioritize your self-care within your own life? As in, what sort of things do you do to ensure that you're prioritizing your self-care? Well, like I said, I make it a non-negotiable. So if you're if it, making it important to you, then you're not going to come up with excuses. You're going to find a way. So gym is really important to me. So I make sure that I find a gym or a facility that has a really good creche facility. So I take my kids along with me. That means I don't have to juggle everything while they're at school or in care. I can make it fit to my lifestyle. I love that. And yes, having a support network around you for some people is not actually possible and it can be quite challenging. So things like a creche nowadays is absolutely a lifesaver, definitely. In your experience, how does incorporating massages, floats, saunas contribute to overall well-being and stress reduction? Okay, so hang in here because I'm going to give you some pros and cons and a bit of information about everything. But being a massage therapist, I've lost count on the amount of times during a massage I've heard people say, I didn't realize how tight or sore I was or how stressed I was uh, and they need to prioritize regular massage. Many people have never experienced a true remedial or relaxation massage delivered by a qualified therapist. And when they do, you get it. Benefits of massage include reduced muscle tension, improved circulation, stimulation of the lymphatic system, reduction of stress hormones, relaxation, increased joint mobility and flexibility, and improved skin tone. Uh, It also helps improving the recovery of soft tissue injuries, which is often what happens with rigorous gym training and things like that. 
Saunas have been around for about 2,000 years and the infrared sauna was developed by medical professionals in the 60s. The benefits include intense detoxification, supporting the immune system, weight loss, improves cardiovascular function, pain relief, increased circulation and fights chronic fatigue. Float therapy has been conceptualized by a neuroscientist in the 50s and has since been recognized for its array of benefits and they include improved sleep, stress relief, treating stress-related illnesses, pain relief, reduced anxiety, increased magnesium supplementation. Many people don't realize that they are deficient in magnesium, just how much it can impact on your physical and mental health. So using these, each of the therapies together, result in the thorough restoration of your mind, body, and spirit. Wow, there's really some massive, I guess, benefits and impacts that these kinds of therapies can have on our body. And I guess when it comes down to our self-care, often we see these things as luxuries, right? I feel like we grow up and and we're told that, you know, getting a massage is a luxury thing. It's something that the rich people do. And, you know, even in movies and, and in our society, we develop this understanding and perception of this self-care as a luxury. But the reality is this kind of self-care actually can prevent long-term problems that end up costing us more financially too. Realistically, yes, okay, it may be a cost of, you know, a massage or a float or a sauna. However, the benefits of this can prevent you having sicknesses, illnesses. And when you think about the cost of medication now, when you think about the cost of our medical system, it really could be preventing you with long-term complications long-term, especially when it does come down to the discomfort that we feel in those situations and those times. And it's really valuable to see what kind of benefit these therapies can bring. And hearing that theoretical and scientific knowledge backing that, especially from someone like yourself who has experience owning a wellness center and surely you being a massage therapist previously and you having had experience you know the value of these services, right? Absolutely. And it's like like you look at it like your car. You don't service your car when it's broken down. You service it prior and schedule that in so that your car doesn't break down. So surely your body and your mind and your spirit are more important than that because you can buy a new car. You can't buy a new you. I absolutely love that. And for the listeners who follow along in my episodes, you will know that I recently did do an episode and it was centered around your car, your life vehicle and your body being that life vehicle. And so for Katie to even bring that theory into place just goes to show how realistically, um, how important it is for this self-care and to understand the value that this brings. It's not a luxury element. It is not an element that you should be sacrificing because of time or finances. And look, we all have challenges when it comes to our financial circumstance. We all have bills and we all have these added elements. But as Katie just said, and you know, as you guys can probably understand from previous episodes, when looking at your body and the cost that it takes to maintain it, you know yourself with your car. If you leave it last minute to get new tires, you end up having to replace other elements on the car as well because of the damage that is done long-term. So by prioritizing this and implementing these kinds of massages, floats, saunas to contribute to your well-being, you're really doing yourself a big favor. Now, Katie, 
On that, many people struggle with finding time for self-care. What advice do you have for busy individuals, especially mums, being that you can relate to that? How do they prioritize their well-being and, and how do you prioritize your well-being? Yeah, that's a great question. Earlier, I touched on being a mum and someone who loves going to gym. I think it's really important finding a gym that has a good creche facility. That means if you can't get there in the time that the kids are at school or they're too young for school, you can still get a window of time to focus just on you. Second to that, I love that all city caves are open nine till nine, seven days a week. This means that there is a time that can fit anybody's schedule. Wow, that is amazing. Such a big window. And of course, when it comes to you being at home, Katie, and I know this is a little bit personal, but how do you prioritize yourself when at home and when juggling the kids? You know, I know being a busy businesswoman, you're an entrepreneur, you have the children, you also have a partner who you have to love and care for as well. You are literally the pinnacle of many of us as a woman and what we stand for and what we have to navigate. So how do you put this time into practice and prioritize your well-being? As I was saying, like having the good creche facilities, I also sort of drum into my kids that we're a part of a team and I deserve my time as well. So that we, all, that we all work together. Everybody is a cog in the machine. And when we go off to gym, yes, they do complain because it's often after school hours, but that's my time and it's non-negotiable. And I hope that that's setting them up for good practices for themselves when they're adults. Secondly, with being a partner uh, and loving my partner, we do make it a priority to regularly have time out to do things together and we like to do physical activities together whether that be go to a dart hall or go horse riding or something like that together so I think it's important to remember who you are as an individual outside of the goals that you have Definitely. And I, again, I love this because as I have said many times when talking about relationships within the podcast, having your individuality is just as important as having your relationship. Because if you lose that individuality that you carry and you brought to the relationship, it can be very detrimental long-term. And prioritizing that time together, as well as that time as an individual really is important But one thing you did just say then, Katie, that was really valuable was that you are combining the two together when you are spending time with people that you love and care about. You are communicating. And that is something I've really expressed throughout this podcast is that communication is key by helping your children understand that this is my time. And just like you like to go to the park and ride scooter and I'm there to support you, this is also my time. And it's a negotiation. It's a communication field and helping everybody understand and be on the same level. But then, of course, when it comes to time with your partner and having that time together, you're using time wisely. You're coming to a negotiation of going for walks and spending that time doing physical activity because you see the value in that as opposed to limiting yourself to those social regulations of we need to go and have dinner and dine out. We need to go and sit down at the movie and sit there and overindulge. We need to go and be slubs on the couch. You know, there's a time and place for everything and especially those things. But by combining it together, that's that's really valuable. And I love your insight into that. Thanks. No, it's really good. And, you know, as you evolve and you become more holistic in your approach to life, so not just 
conforming to those social norms and fitness and health become ingrained in your life, you start looking for other avenues for you to find enjoyment and having those experiences with the people that you love. Yes, I definitely agree. And one key thing that you did mention then was finding that holistic and balanced approach within life. And as you all know, that's exactly what it's about and what I preach. Now, how do you think self-care practices like massage and floats have evolved over time? And what role do they play in our modern fast-paced lives, do you think, Katie? They've developed a great deal and have only gotten better. I feel that life is moving at a faster pace than ever and people trying to juggle careers, families, relationships and finances. Life is busy and stressful. Weekends and holidays are far and few between. Our ability to recover is at an all-time low. So to being able to step out of a busy reality and rest and recover in only a few hours is a godsend. I definitely agree. And being somebody who comes to City Cave myself and who has that busy routine and lifestyle, to be able to pull myself out of an environment, and this is something I've spoken about a few times now, in that our environment really is the contributor and factor behind what creates our energy and what can be very influential on us. So to be able to physically have an actual environment that we can put ourselves in and position ourselves in automatically it's like a light switch it turns that light on or off when we step out of that door onto the busy street we are on we are go we need to be focused we need to be all guns blazing however when you step into these doors and it's an environment that is supportive of that relaxation mindset it's supportive of your health it's supportive of your well-being you're able to switch that light switch off you are able to immerse yourself into this environment and you're really able to maximize this space and you can do so in a time efficient manner it's one hour out of your day to get that massage where you can switch that light switch off you can submerge yourself into this environment and then of course you can get back into what it is you need to do whereas I feel before we never really had that opportunity to switch that light switch off so quickly and be able to navigate ourselves care in such an efficient time. Absolutely. And I think we've spent a lot of time making martyrs of ourselves. I think uh, all movies, shows, things like that show that you're powerful if you've had no sleep, you're powerful if you're busy, you're powerful if you don't eat right, you know, you live off coffee and things like that. Whereas we're really starting to focus on how important it is for everyone, men and women, to take time to care for themselves and nourish themselves properly. You are so right in that, Katie, 100%. I definitely agree that it's become more of a trend and and cool now, if you were to say, to be deprived, to be busy. And if you're not busy, then what are you doing with your life? You know, why are you having time to eat? And look, even I'm sure you can agree with me that even those of us who are busy, whether it's with business, kids, family, whatever it may be, we still can find time to make time to eat, to make time to be hydrated, right? Because it's what our priority is and it's the focus. You have time for the time that you make. Absolutely. It's, um, you know, your priorities, you either find a time or you find an excuse. 100%. Now, running a business and being a parent often comes with challenges. How do you manage stress and what self-care strategies do you recommend for other entrepreneurs and parents? 
Look, I'm really lucky. I have an amazing partner who is embedded in this business with me and also with my family life. So having a good team around you and by team, I mean, it could be your partner, your family, friends, or even a group on Facebook, but people that you feel confident to open up with, with things, when things get overwhelming, people that remind you of who you are when you forget and people that you can delegate to if you need to. Also making time for you. So coming back to that again, whether that be gym, dance class, hiking, cooking, or whatever, you need to make sure that you have time filling up your own bucket. And personally, I can't go without a massage. My team are exceptional here and I don't go longer than two weeks without one. Look, I can definitely agree with you on that. You're definitely not biased in a sense of saying your team are amazing here. And I know for many of my team who are listening to the episode, they also are feeling as though it's a phenomenal opportunity. They have had nothing but positive comments. So again, thank you to you and your team. Now, as we previously discussed, the idea of self-care can sometimes be overlooked or diminished. How do you communicate its importance to individuals who might not prioritize their self-care? So many people feel guilty uh, or selfish for having me time or self-care. For years, people have worn their overworked sleep deprivation and injuries like a badge of honor, like it was a competition to see who was racing first to an early grave. As I've mentioned earlier, we recommend our services at a minimum of once a month. So having one day each month for your own wellness and well-being. So it's only 12 times a year. Now, so many people prioritize going out, especially in the festive season. We prioritize going and drinking and dancing with our friends. A lot of people are so fatigued and tired that they'll waste half of their weekend sleeping in or laying on the couch. We can scroll on our phones on Instagram or, you know, watch Netflix for hours, but we can't set aside an hour or two for our own well-being. I try and bring people's attention back to that so they can see where they're wasting their time rather than they can be investing in themselves. Yeah, I definitely love that. And I do agree. I think sometimes that perception of what we're actually investing our time in can get so clouded. I actually had really come to terms with this when implementing a time journal. So by implementing a time journal and what this is, is essentially within each hour of the day, you stop, you reflect, and you see what you have done or accomplished within that hour. Now, by looking back and then looking at your schedule and seeing what you have done within each interval or within each hour, you can actually stop and interpret where you're putting and delegating your time. And this was a really big thing for me that I implemented within business. And of course, having so many things to do and so many tasks to upkeep by having a time schedule and by looking at my time journal, I was able to see, wow, you know, from five o'clock until six o'clock, all that I really did was watch Netflix or all that I really did was this. Now, look, these are important things as well. We need this social connection. We need this town downtime. However, while I was watching Netflix, I could have been laying on the floor stretching. If I were to have used this Netflix time, put my phone in the kitchen and done my meal prep, that would have gained me back another hour that I could have then implemented going and getting a massage or going and sitting out in nature or getting some fresh air, talking to a friend. And this allows you to see more valuable ways to use your time. So if you haven't already, 
maybe look at implementing a little reflective time journal to see where you're using your time currently. And this is going to allow you to prioritize your time more efficiently and effectively. Now, Katie, within your experience in the wellness industry, what trends and or shifts have you observed regarding people's attitudes towards self-care? Look, since COVID and the lockdowns that follow, many people have been open to exploring uh, more natural and holistic ways to help support the physical and mental well-being that they have. Uh, there have also been popular podcasts that have showcased the benefits of saunas, massage, and float therapy. You would have heard of Joe Rogan being a really big one. So I think in the last few years, awareness and interest in these therapies has grown. We've also seen a huge increase in men seeking out our therapies to support them in their lives. It's nice seeing that it's more greatly accepted for men and women to take time for themselves. Also, once people have actually experienced these therapies, they come to understand that there are other ways to get the most out of their bodies and their life rather than resorting to pharmaceuticals or even surgery in some cases. Yes, definitely. And that brings us back to what we were discussing earlier when we were going over how self-care can actually be a savior to our life, really. It can be a boost to our energy, our mindset, our quality of life, but also it can be what prevents us from being stuck with such long, expensive, draining experiences later in life with medical bills and medication. And I feel like nowadays, Katie, and I'm sure that you can agree, more and more we get pushed towards, you know, if you've got a headache, just take a Panadol. Instead of going, maybe you have a tension headache and you need to do some stretches to release that. Or maybe from sitting at a computer all day, you're building up that tension in your neck, your traps, your postural muscles. And this is actually something that can be released, not from a toxin that we put inside of our bodies, but instead a practice that we implement into our life. Absolutely. And if you think about how much our life revolves around uh, things like phones and computers and TVs, we need to detox from those things. So having something like a float therapy session where there is no uh, devices, there is nothing, you are in pitch black, that helps you to pull back from those things and have some time away. Yes, definitely. And look, the reality is that's how our life starts, right? Essentially, the way that a float is structured and what a float brings is where most of our development comes from as a human being. If you think about pregnancy and how the woman's body is... I guess, composed during that time and the way and the transition that we go through when we form, it is floating in pitch black. Absolutely. So it is a very womb-like experience having float therapy and it gives your mind and your body time to hyper-focus on healing, rest and recovery. Yes. And look, it definitely is a very valuable experience. Having had a few floats now myself, I can definitely say that Initially, it is a little bit overwhelming and can be a challenge to shut your mind off. I think when you first get in that pool and you're laying there, you come to a realization of how busy your mind really is. The first time I got into a float, I was blown away by my brain activity and I could feel myself floating around this pool, bumping into the wall because my energy was so significant. And then probably I would say within 20 minutes or so, I wouldn't know the time because as Katie just said, you're in pitch black. 
I actually felt myself settle and I felt myself go into this state and I have no words to explain it. I was literally in such a peaceful state. And when I got out of the float, it was like I had gone to a new world. I was so calm, my focus, my attention, my body response was so different. But yes, of course, initially it was quite scary and daunting and it and it was a really big realization for me in terms of how active the brain can be without you even realizing it. Absolutely. I think we're at a point now because everybody has a phone in their hand 24-7. So we don't know how to be bored. We don't know how to be in our own company or with our own thoughts. The minute we're uncomfortable, let's watch something. Let's open Facebook. Let's open TikTok. However, it's like meditation. You have to practice and you have to do this regularly in order to cleanse your mind as well as your body. Yes, definitely. 100%. Now for someone new to self-care practices, where would you recommend they start and what benefits can they expect and what kind of things could they expect in their journey? I know I just touched on a few things with being in a float because it is quite a new experience, but give me a little bit of an insight into that. Look, I've thought about this long and hard and it is impossible for me to segregate the therapies, knowing how good the benefits are when completed in succession. So let me just talk a little bit about one example. So for people who are physically active, so many of the people that are going to be listening to this podcast and following along, uh, massage is incredibly important and probably the first step and where I would start. Second to that is the float therapy as it supports the massage by providing an intense delivery of magnesium that will reduce muscle soreness and help process the lactic acid that's being released into your system during a massage. And it will also speed up your physical recovery. Most people also sleep or nap in their post-massage float. So win-win. Infrared saunas support this also by improving circulation, supporting weight loss and pain reduction. Secondly, so for someone who maybe is a little less physical active but is needing a detox from their stressful life, saunas and floats are where I would begin. I've been through quite a few of the benefits of those uh, and they can be enjoyed immediately. So after, even after your first session, you will notice benefits from these. Yes, definitely. And I can second that. It's really not about overcomplicating the circumstance really. It's not about being overwhelmed by where do you start? What do you do? Just by simply delegating, even if it's a 30 minute massage or a 45 minute massage, even if it is just 30 or 45 minutes in the sauna, even if it is just 10 minutes stretching at home, all of these small little elements are going to be beneficial because they all add up in time, right? It's like a slice of pizza. A slice of pizza is a slice of pizza, but you start to put them all together and it creates that circle. It creates that holistic element of your health, your wellness, and your well-being. Now, Katie, finally, as a mum, how do you involve your children in understanding and practicing self-care? And what impact do you think it has on their well-being? And do you think that it's important to bring awareness to your children's lives of this. As we touched on earlier, uh, it's a non-negotiable for me and having a gym that has a creche is uh, really important. All my children come to the gym with me in at least four days a week. Usually it's after school when the most often they would rather be doing anything else. I remind them that we're a team and that I am allowed to have that hour to myself. I also let them rest when they need and when they can. So sleep-ins and naps on the weekends. I encourage them to listen to their bodies that staying up the latest and eating the most junk food is not cool achievement. 
Most nights my kid will ask to go to bed before time is up because they're tired. I think showing your children that it's important to prioritize yourself is setting them up for healthy habits as an adult. Yes, definitely. It all comes down to that lead by example, right? If we're leading by example and we're showing them and practicing, this brings exposure to them. And at the end of the day, it's these little humans that we have in our lives that are going to be leading our future. And of course, now with social media, more so than ever, as we've discussed in previous episodes, Our children are exposed to so many demands, expectations, the filters, the busy, the hustle, the bustle, the never being able to put your phone down. We all go to the toilet with our phone. Often there's people who have showers with their phone that's never out of sight or out of mind. And I think more than ever, we need to lead by example. And I definitely agree with you, Katie, by leading by example and by showing that foundation and that formula of caring for yourself and your well-being you're allowing them to see this as a priority and respect this environment I think it's also important to let them learn by experience so say for example your child butts head with you about staying up late let them stay up late that on that time the next day they're going to be in a terrible mood they're going to be irritable they're going to be tired then you say to them this is a result of the choice that you made to not prioritize what you and your body needed. So next time they want to argue with you about staying up late, you say, do you remember how you felt last time? We need to focus on what you need. What's your body telling you? So I think starting young with those ideas and getting them to think inward rather than outward helps them as they come into adulthood. I actually love that. And I think that that's a very valuable tip, especially for the mums and upcoming mums listening to this podcast, or even dads who are taking on that parenting role and in those situations, because as a parent, sometimes we can get so caught up on these are the rules and these are the parameters. And without actually stopping and giving that time for lessons and to experience, they're never going to know and they're never going to have value in that. I also think it applies to adults. I mean, you think, you know, most of the people listening are going to be teamed up with you. I myself have my own uh, food plan and training plan. And, you know, there's times where you eat the cupcake, you know, you eat the cupcake and then you sit there and go, what have I done? You know, and next week you're faced with, I want that cupcake again. But looking back and think, how did I feel after I had that? How did I feel when I ate that thing? How did I feel when I skipped my gym session? How did I feel when I didn't adhere to the plan that I've set for myself? And you're learning by that example. Definitely. Because I I think too, Katie, we all go by feeling. Feeling stays with us longer than terminology or by conversation, right? If we have a negative experience, whether that's in a relationship, a workplace or a day-to-day routine, we are going to remember that more than what we are going to remember a physical moment in time or an object because we associate with that feeling and we associate with the way that we felt. So by reflecting on that, you really can leverage so much success. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Well, Katie, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I can't thank you enough for your knowledge, your experience, your understanding, and your personal interpretation of self-care and well-being. And thank you so much for the knowledge that you've shared with the listeners. And of course, for welcoming the team into City Cave and providing such a beautiful space for people to unwind and care for themselves. No, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. And I hope that I'm going to be able to help and guide everyone, uh, you know, as much as I can. It's a real pleasure working 
here and being able to change people's lives in a matter of hours. I can definitely see that you do that successfully. Well, Katie, again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks very much. Thank you so much for joining in to today's episode with Katie from City Cave Hope Island. I hope that you can interpret and understand that self-care is not a luxury item. It is not something that you should put on the back burner in order to be a hero for working hard and being short on time. This is such an important and valuable element to our life and our well-being. I wish you all the most amazing week ahead and I hope it is filled with all of the self-care, love and kindness that you deserve. As always from Mon, remember, keep embracing positive change and keep on smiling. Thank you for tuning in to the life-changing evolution. If you found value in today's episode, please share it with a friend or someone who could benefit from these life-changing tips. Your support means the world to me and I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review and rate my podcast. This will help me reach more individuals and inspire them to lead a more fulfilling, healthy life. I invite you to continue the conversation, share your takeaways or discuss your personal experiences by connecting with me on Instagram. Send me a direct message at Monique underscore life-changing fitness. I can't wait to hear from you. Stay tuned for another episode next week. Until then, remember, keep on smiling.